Hi, I'm Holly Kuzmich, Executive Director of the George W. Bush Institute, the results-oriented policy arm of the Bush Center. Overheard at the Bush Center brings you the latest conversations about the world's most pressing challenges. Thanks for joining us as our experts talk to leading policymakers, business leaders, and people on the front lines of change about issues like immigration, economic opportunity, education, democracy, and the importance of free societies. I recently sat down with Michael Chertoff, the former Secretary of Homeland Security and co-founder and executive chairman of the Chertoff Group. We discussed border security, the push and pull factors that are driving people from Central America to our border, and how physical barriers and technology can be used to secure our border. That's up next on Overheard at the Bush Center. So we are excited to have you here today, Secretary Chertoff. Thanks for being with us. Good to be on. Let me talk to you, of course, the past several months, there's been a lot of news about the humanitarian crisis at the border. This is not the first time we've seen this, and it's not going to be the last time we've seen this. What do you think it's important for people to understand about these surges we see at the border? Well, I think the most important thing is to recognize that what is as important as what we do at the border is the push factor that is sending people to leave their homes and take a dangerous journey up into the United States. When I was secretary, it was largely economic. People were looking for better jobs. Now, though, in addition to that, there is increased violence in the Northern Triangle. There have been natural disasters. There's fear about the pandemic. And when people are afraid for their lives, they will do almost anything to escape. So addressing the push factors is critical in order to have a long-term strategic plan for moderating the flow of migration. So uh, what, from your perspective, needs to change for us to really start to address this going forward, as opposed to this sort of, you know, like cyclical thing that keeps happening? How can we, how can we take some steps to start to address this over the long term? So we need to recognize there's no one tool that we have to use. We have to use all the tools in the toolbox. And that means both creating a pathway for legitimate migration that gives us visibility and control over who comes in, as well as toughening up the ability to prevent people from sneaking in illegally, adjudicating asylum claims promptly, and working with countries in Central and South America to remove some of the things that are frightening people into coming north without permission. Uh, You mentioned just a bit ago sort of what you were seeing when you were secretary versus some of these asylum cases that we're now seeing. What do you think we need to do from a policy perspective to really sort of address this, separate out and really be able to address asylum seekers who are coming out of fear versus economic migrants who are coming for a job, and potentially not to stay permanently. Well, one of the interesting things we learned when we looked at this problem back in President Bush's time is we look back to what had happened back in the mid-80s when they had essentially an amnesty. And most of the migrants did not want to be U.S. citizens. They wanted to be able to come and go. So first, we need to look at the fact that there are unanswered labor needs in this country and the ability to have people come in from other countries on a temporary work visa, go back home, come back again when the work is here, 
is not only good for the migrants, it gives them uh, a, a living and the ability to collect some money, but it's good for America because it fills jobs that we cannot fill otherwise. And one of the things that has emerged recently is demographically, the growth of our population is leveling off. And also, if I may say so, it's aging, which means we're going to need younger people to do a lot of the work that is necessary to keep the economy going. So part of this is an economic plan for legitimate migration, including high skill and working migration. The second thing we need to do is we do need to process asylum claims promptly and to resolve them quickly so that people with a legitimate basis for asylum can be granted asylum. But those who are not uh, candidates for asylum have to be sent back again. And we do have to send them back. So it may be necessary to detain people while they're being adjudicated so they don't simply disappear and then resolve the cases quickly. Third, to the extent we're dealing with economic problems in the, in the region or law and order problems, we need to work with the governments there to create more economic opportunity and a rule of law. Only if we do all these things do we have a hope of efficiently controlling the flow at the border. So Secretary Chertoff, talk a little bit about how we manage the border in terms of technology versus physical barriers. What's right? Well, when I was in office under President Bush, we did about 600 miles of barriers. And barriers make sense in areas where the town is very near the border and people can run across and disappear in town before you can intercept them. So in Yuma, for example, Arizona, uh, we went down there, we could see literally thousands of people on the Mexican side of the border waiting to run across what was basically a very short distance to Yuma. When we built a significant barrier there, that stopped it altogether. And that gave the border patrol breathing space. On the other hand, most of the southern border does not have proximity between the border and a major highway or a major town. And therefore, technology is the most efficient way to police the border. Sensors, radar, uh, helicopters that allow the border patrol to move quickly to intercept. And that is much more cost efficient, whereas building a fence or a wall, there would be a total waste of, of effort. Um, you know, immigration, you, you, had to, you had to be part of conversations back in 2006 and seven on immigration reform. It's, it's just as not, if not more so, a political hot topic right now. On this issue, how do, you think, how do you think we should think about this balance between, you know, preserving the integrity of the border, but also treating those who come here with, from terrible conditions with compassion, but also with speed? Well, and I think I think the key is to be firm but not cruel. I think there were some people in the prior administration who believed if you could be as cruel and heartless as possible, that was a deterrent. But as I pointed out, if people are fleeing for their lives, they're not going to be deterred by cruelty. All you're going to do is be inhumane and nasty. So I think it's possible to keep people in humane detention facilities, adjudicate their cases relatively quickly. And then if they're going to be sent back, send them back. But again, it requires you to do it in a way that is uh, respectful of their dignity, but also is firm in terms of reaching a, a speedy and accurate resolution. President Biden, in his first week in office, made uh, immigration reform a priority. Of course, then we've seen the surge at the border, and that's really sort of not necessarily changed the conversation. But, but how do you 
watching what's happening at the border, thinking about what lawmakers need to do in D.C. How do you think border policy and border security fits into this current immigration reform debate if we're going to actually make progress? Well, I think initially what happened was there was a pent up demand from uh, the prior administration that was manifesting the surge. Plus, there may have been a little bit of confusion about messaging. And remember, the smugglers have it in their interest to exaggerate the success that people will have in getting into the country. So they use that to generate business. So you have to be clear in messaging. Also, I have to say there was some merit to the prior administration's view that you ought to try to get Mexico to detain people while they're awaiting their adjudication. Because again, that lessens the incentive to believe if you make it into the U.S., you can simply disappear while you're being adjudicated. We used to call that catch and release. So you do need to make it clear to people that once they've submitted a a claim for asylum, they're going to have to be in a position not to simply disappear while it's being adjudicated. But you also have to adjudicate it promptly and fairly. You were part of this debate back when President Bush was in office. What lessons did you learn from then that you think might be good for us to remember now as we try and advance this issue? You know, I remember President Bush, you know, had us in and said, look, I'd like you to work with, on a bipartisan basis, Republicans and Democrats in the Senate to come up with a solution that we can agree on and we can then propose as legislation. And we did that. And, you know, there was a lot of back and forth and there was a compromise. But in the end, we got everybody from Ted Kennedy to Jeff Sessions to be willing to sign on to this. The problem we had was the leadership of the Senate at that point, I think it was Senator Reid, did not really push to move things quickly to a vote, but they allowed it to sit. And the problem is when things that are controversial sit, it tends to attract loud voices and angry voices on both sides of the spectrum. And I think to be candid, there are advocates who are both strongly pro-open border and strongly against any migration at all, who took the opportunity to amplify their voices, even though when you did polling, you saw that most Americans thought the approach we were taking was a sensible approach. But the problem is the noise to action ratio becomes a significant impediment. Great. Well, Secretary Chertoff, thanks for joining us today. We're so appreciative of of all you've done to support our work at the Bush Institute and to carry forward this, this push for reform of our immigration system. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you'd like to learn more about immigration and our work, please visit bushcenter.org slash immigration.